Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author, Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. So today, the thing that I noticed, the thing that I learned was I heard on a podcast that exercise and potentially psilocybin, the key ingredient in magic mushrooms, or shrooms as they're known by the cool kids, might be as effective or more effective than SSRI antidepressants in alleviating depression. Now, wait, don't sue me. I'm not a doctor. This is the part where I point out that I don't know anything about what I'm doing in the medical field. I know absolutely nothing at all. This is not treatment decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insert where the, um, the lawyers come in and protect me from myself. This is just something that I overheard. I don't even know that it's true, but that's not really the point. The point is, as with any of these noticings, is that there's a creative lesson to be learned by something small that I found. And it doesn't even need to be something that's valid. Uh, if I were to see something that was red and tell you it was blue, but it still inspired a creative lesson, that's not the point. So again, I heard this anecdote and specifically it was across large studies. Again, don't know if it's true across large studies that by what the patients reported with their depression symptoms, that the people on SSRIs at, on average had their depression alleviated about as much as people who were just using exercise to treat it. And the people that were taking psilocybin had, I believe, two to three times, uh, they were two to three times as effective. They were two to three times less likely to have depression or to report alleviated depression symptoms as the SSRIs. So no clue, but it did kind of raise an idea in my mind. And I said, well, okay. So the key issue there is not really about the real world existence of um, antidepressants versus drugs that are illegal in certain places, whether they should be or not, not really um, weighing in on telling you to do that, those because they're not legal everywhere. Um, although I have my opinions, but much more about what would it be in a story context? Like what would it be if there was a world in which there was a controversial treatment or something, a controversial alternative to something that was established that already existed in that world. And so in our world, it's big pharma. They could have um, a, a comparable thing like that, a controlling entity. And what if it was all subterfuge? What if it was all lies? Or what if it wasn't lies, but there was an extra element that uh, wasn't being openly discussed because it just wasn't in people's best interest. And this gets to kind of one of my key, uh, I call them creative fetishes, although I guess that that is maybe a little salacious in the way that I would put it. But, but one of my key things is this idea of control and what we are told in the world. And that's really at the core of this is that right or wrong, correct or not correct, we are being told that um, SSRIs or other antidepressants are the way that you treat depression. So what if in a fictional world, there was something like that, and it could be a drug, or it could be a school of thought, or it could be something that people just kind of accepted because that's what people do. And so if there was 
something that was better. I mean, I would argue that if 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 it is indeed true that exercise is is as effective as antidepressants, there's not really any side effects to exercise, like negative ones. Uh, you know, assuming that you're healthy and that your heart can handle it and all the other things, that all other things being equal, exercises does not have negatives, whereas any pharmacology has potential side effects. I mean, just listen to any commercial and you get the long list of side effects. So if there was something that was in some way clean in that in that speci- in that same way something that didn't have a negative consequence and there was something that was established that was being told be it an ideology or again some sort of medical treatment and there was a controlling group that stood to benefit from it what would that end up meaning in um, a fictional world and this is something that is not at all new to me it did uh, give me one more instance of sort of poking the bear of my um, my tendency toward politization, I I guess. I mean, I, I loathe politics in the real world. I really, really hate them. But as far as politics with a a lowercase P or even a capital P where there's a system of government and people are arguing or just interpersonal politics, that's something I always tend to bring to my stories. And I think it's something that if you aren't bringing the kind of the very specific kind of complaining annoyingness that comes with politics to your art or your stories. It's a very specific kind of conflict. And it's just an annoying kind of conflict because people don't really say what they mean. They say what is in their best interest or their best financial benefit or something. So it raises this issue of moral and ethical implications not just with the people who might be affected by whatever this is, but who would um, who are controlling it. You know, you get the political figures who are working behind the scenes and machinations. You have misinformation officers. I love this sort of thing. Uh, my series, The Beam, is full of this sort of thing. Uh, I, I've run in many of my other books have this sort of element of acknowledging that what we are told by some power in the world is what people come to believe whether it's true or not. And oftentimes it isn't true. It's just something that we're told, even if it's not intentionally something that we're told, but something that is sort of implicit, something that we absorb from our environment, something that nobody maybe specifically told us, but that we came to believe because all of the evidence out there in our world does point in that direction. And so that's something that I use in my stories all the time. Anytime you can introduce complex conflicts like that. It's just this wellspring of like what characters are involved on both sides. Is there some sort of a resistance? Is there a deliberate misinformation campaign? So uh, one of my favorite books is 1984 by George Orwell. And what's so cool about that is this deliberate erasing of information that contradicts the sort of official party line of Big Brother and then the creation or correcting. So the Ministry of Truth corrects the truth along the way and that's akin to revising the internet so that it jibes with whatever people want you to believe. And there, this is a depth of conspiracy theories and all sorts of really good stuff from a story perspective, but also just from a mental changing the way you think perspective. I think that when you challenge what is being given, then it opens up this whole field of possibility of alternative ways of thinking, not just on the page, but if if you're a creator, you want to think differently. You want to think outside the box. And so 
what if there was this kind of ripple effect that occurred with this controversial treatment or this controversial ideology or anything else, who would it touch? And it would, it would touch the people who were affected directly, but it would also affect their family who might get involved and might have opinions. The person who is being treated might believe the party line, but then they have a whole backstory of being gullible. And so they have family members who are like stepping in to save them from themselves. Or you would have politicos and the people beneath them and their PR agents. What if you had an honest politician or an honest representative of these companies because typically we would we would say, okay, we'll make them unethical, make them dishonest. But what if you didn't do that? What if you said, okay, well, I want an honest politician. I want somebody who's who's going to stand up for what's right. But then there's somebody beneath them manipulating them and they don't even know. Like the, the person beneath them is feeding them false information, is trying to look out for the good of, say, the campaign or whatever, the company. So there's just a, an incredible depth here. And, and it doesn't make any point to go into all of it, but just just consider that if there's a different way of thinking, there's going to be a endless rabbit's nest, a rabbit, rabbit's nest, rabbit holes of ways you can go down while addressing that. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.